Are you a single believer looking for the love of your life? Or are you a married believer looking to grow the love you already have? If you like practical advice based on the Word of God with real-life examples, you're in the right place. I'm Cindy. And I'm Wayne. Welcome Welcome to to Love Love with with the the Lines. I am Cindy. Okay. I forgot to say I was Cindy. I'm Cindy. Okay, well, if you're Cindy, then I must be Wayne. <laughs> That's right. You're Wayne. Good. Glad we got that figured out. I'm the out. one with the Hawaii shirt on, so you, yes. it's, it's me. Yes, and I have the sweatshirt with Snoopy on it. So it's you. It's me. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll vouch for you. I have an honest face. <laughs> anyway, I thought I... What episode is this? Oh, it's episode... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, we're, we're already late, and uh, this should have been posted this morning. We're just, we're just recording it tonight, and it's episode 34. <laughs> yes, it is by Yemeni. Episode 34. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. And I was going to launch right into the podcast, but I realized... I owe our daughter an apology. <laughs> so it was brought to our attention by our lovely daughter, Ashley, that when we did the podcast last week, that instead of referring to our daughter and son-in-law, I said our son and daughter-in-law. And the ironic part about <laughs> all that is also in last week's podcast, I talked about my relationship with Wayne's mother and how we had a great relationship that that uh, we were talking about how our parents never really interfered with our with our relationship or with our parenting and that sometimes when Wayne's mom can't find a card she likes that says son and and daughter-in-law she'll send a card that says daughter and son-in-law and then apparently and then the 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 best thing about it was is when um, Ashley texted Dave our son-in-law about this <laughs> Dave texted back and said, well, I can't help that they love me more. <laughs> but So, Ashley, we love you. And, Dave, we love you, too. Yes, and we're we glad do. that you are our son that we got through marriage. Mm-hmm. So, love you both. So, anyway. Um, and now let's move to a scripture because it's always good to have scripture. <laughs> and we say that we have scripture. And then we realize that we haven't had a lot of scripture lately. So, I wanted to make sure we included one in. Um, this one is taken from First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. I'm reading it from the New Living Translation version. And it says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Now, in this verse, it, Christians were being encouraged to keep building each other up in their faith. And in in, these are New Testament Christians in their, in their walk with Jesus. And, and um so that is the original context in the scripture of it, but I feel it applies to marriage mm-hmm. too, to to encourage each other, to build each other up, and we should already be doing that. So hopefully, mm-hmm. it's just as we all, as we already do, and thought it would go with tonight's topic. We have been sharing a lot of different uh, articles that we found 
on communication and you know when you always say right communication communication mm-hmm. communication is key in your relationship and Wayne found this article it's from a, a website called black and married with kids it's uh, billed as the web's most popular destination for guidance on african-american marriage and parenting now, we are not African-American, but we liked finding this resource because hopefully it will appeal to some of our listeners mm-hmm. who are and would like to hear from that perspective. So I'm going to put the link for this website in the podcast description so you can visit it. They actually have some really good resources and um, it looks like uh, lots of different information there. So this uh, article was written by Troy Spry who is a certified life dating and relationship coach. Um, and he has a blog called Exclusive Thoughts. And exclusive is spelled X-K-L-U-S-I-V-E. It says it's with the ten- intent of putting out a very realistic perspective and using it as a vehicle for inspiration. He hopes to challenge people to think differently and inspire people to do and be better in relationships and life. So these questions are controversial topics that constantly come up and that require effective marriage communication and that these are topics that are common around the world, just not in the United States. And he put these questions out here with some comments about it, didn't really make an opinion on them or give any advice, but just offered these up as questions that should be discussed. And he says, my point is that issues in marriage are more universal than we think, and you aren't in it alone. Communicating expectations is the key. Each couple may see things differently, but the compromise will only happen through clear communication. Okay, so there's 11 questions. What's the first one, Wayne? Can you still be friends with the opposite sex? Some say yes, because many friendships are platonic. And some say no because it says set up for infidelity or it's disrespectful to one spouse. What do you think? What are the boundaries? I think that's definitely a question to be discussed. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we first got married and your friend Rob would come over? Ah, Rob. I do remember Rob. And... This is an example of what can happen when you don't talk about this kind of things. Rob wasn't my friend. Rob was Wayne's friend. But when Rob would come through the door, he would grab me and plant a kiss on me right on the lips. And then just go on his way in the house and then start talking to Wayne. Well, we were, we, well, we had been married about a year when mm-hmm. we moved into that, into the house we were living in where he was doing this. He hadn't been around for a while. And I couldn't believe that Wayne wasn't saying something like telling him not to kiss his wife or, or doing that. And you told me you didn't say anything because I didn't say anything. Something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, that's been a long time ago. That's been like 38 years ago. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) but it was one of those where finally I said to Wayne, doesn't that bother you? That he does that, and Wayne was like, "Oh well, I thought I thought you you liked that when he did it," and then or I was, okay with or it, I was whatever, okay with yeah. it. I was, and then I was kind of upset 
that he would be okay with me being okay with that. So that led to some discussion, but that's, that's an important question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I finally told you that, no, I didn't want him kissing me. And then I said something. And then you said something to him, and then I said something to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> he was overly friendly. He right. was. Mm-hmm. Number okay. two. Yeah, number two. So how much time should you spend with your single friends? Some will say single friends are nothing but trouble for married people because of the season they're in and the undue influence. Others will say it doesn't matter because friendship shouldn't have to end once someone gets married. What's the compromise in your mind? What do you think? Well, I think well, I think we first got married, we found a balance there. I mean, we still had some outside friendships, but not a lot. Most of the time we spent with each other and then you know, we met people or, you know, hung around with people that mm-hmm. were married and then we had our daughter, then we were hanging around with people with young kids. With young kids, yeah. But I mean, we did have some single friends. Yeah, but not many. And I think I, I think that just kind of phased out because they weren't interested in hanging out with a married couple. Mm-hmm. And so then we just kind of drifted apart. But, yeah. And I think the ones that were interested in hanging, even if we were ma- even after we were married, then they did for a mm-hmm. while. But, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Okay, what's next on the list? Or do you want me to read that one? No, well, I can read it. All right. Should you tone down your sexy? Some say, some say if I work for it or bought it, I earned the right to show off all my sexy. Others say when you become a wife or husband, you should tone it down. So as to not get that kind of attention, you tell me, what do you think? And um, in the article, there's a picture of a very, um, of a woman dressed in a mm, sort of product. Pro- Provocative. Oh, provocative, thank you, top. Um, showing off a lot of her. And so um, I always, well, I didn't know. I Once we became believers and started to, trying to live a Christian lifestyle and honor God in what we do, I really became more aware of modesty, which I think I was pretty modest mm-hmm. to begin with. But... I can see where that's a that conversation. I don't think modesty is so much an issue for guys. I mean, it can be, but not. I mean, you don't rarely see men that have modesty issues. I think I'm talking in circles. Anyway, um, it's the shirt, isn't it? It's the shirt. Yes, it distracts me. <laughs> I'm blinded by the colors. Anyway. Um, but women, like, women don't pay attention. Like, sometimes even when I'm somewhere with women, or even not so much in the in the place where I work now, but other places, and I'm like, I'm like, what is with the cleavage? Like, like what? <laughs> Who are you trying to impress? What is this, you know? Um, and I think women need to keep some things covered up and... And left to the imagination, I don't think we should be walking around all covered up. But I mean, but there are religions that believe that that's important. And and actually, in a way, I could see why, because they they don't want other men looking at their wives and seeing things that are reserved just for their eyes. That was a very long response. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, 
if I had to tone down my sexy, I would have a hard time doing that. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> you know, the women are just pounding on the door at our house. <laughs> it's the shirts, baby. It is. It is. It's the shirts. They're just irresistible. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't resist them. I know. <laughs> I know. So what's the next question? <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, we're here cracking ourselves up. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Are conversations with exes still okay? Oh, this is a good one. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Some say he or she might be an ex, but now their relationship is strictly that of friends. Others say once you cross that line, there isn't any uncrossing it, and being friends with your ex isn't cool. I'm sure there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer, but I'm interested in hearing thoughts. Well, I know like with me, I have not really been interested in having any relationship or conversations with my exes. Mm-hmm. So, but I can also see where if there's a child involved, mm-hmm. especially, I'm, you know, to me that would almost make it a necessity or I can't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Right. Well, I would think you have had need to have good conversations and that if you're co-parenting you you need to you need to communicate i actually i actually was just talking with someone i know who's in a situation like that um shares a child with someone else but his significant other doesn't want him talking to his ex and the ex's significant other doesn't want her talking to him and then there ended up being some problems with a child that they share and uh, or with some things revolving around funds for caring for their child that caused some problems. And it, fortunately for my friend, it all worked out. But, um, you know, he he was like, I wish we could just communicate about about our child and keep those things straightened out. So I think it's really important, but I think it would be kind of weird. I, well, in a, now I was in a place when we first got married, I would have been I would have been really jealous if you had talked to your exes or wanted to talk to your exes. And I know oh, remember we had a situation one of my exes kept calling. Mm-hmm. And that that was kinda of another another situation like your friend that was kissing me when he came in the back door. But one of my exes kept calling and wanting to talk to me. And I was like I didn't want to be rude to him but I didn't want to encourage the relationship either. And that was another thing where you didn't say anything. I mean, I would tell you whenever he called, you didn't say anything. And, and then finally I said, he doesn't this bother you? And then I think you said it. So I actually asked Wayne to get on the phone the next time this guy called and tell him that, you know, he really didn't like it that he was calling his wife (laughs) so you did that for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and we had talked about it before Mm. when it first started too well i think didn't i tell him not to call and he kept calling anyway i I think we did yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so that's definitely something and and you know as a couple you might be okay with communicating communicating with exes so that's that's something definitely we have to uh, work out as a couple well, and if it's if if you're going to get married and it's going to be a blended family, yeah, you know, if one or both 
of you have kids from previous marriages, which we see more and more of that anymore, mm-hmm. um, that would definitely be a discussion to have before right. you get married. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So number five on this list is, should you give your spouse access to all your social media accounts and passwords to your phone? Some folks think being married is not synonymous with foregoing all privacy, while others say once you're married, there's no privacy between spouses. I'm sure you all have some opinions on this one. <laughs> I I don't have any problem with you looking at my phone or looking in my purse or looking at my social media accounts. My The, the thing with passwords is always laying around. You can access it. You can look at anything you want. Ditto. Yeah. Which I know sometimes we do look at our phones. Mm-hmm. We look at, you know, you get on mine for something and mm-hmm. and I got on yours for something. So, yeah. 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 I, to me, that's a good accountability thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. again, has to be decided. Yeah. Let's see. What's the next one there? Ooh. What time do you consider as being disrespectful to come back home? If you have a boys' or girls' night out, is there a married person's curfew? Ooh. Some say, like your mother used to say, that ain't nothing good happening after midnight in the streets. Well, my mother never said that. <laughs> well, we didn't have streets. It's true. So, yeah. <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder she didn't say That's that. That's why she didn't say That's that. That's why. Uh-huh. Okay. Is, I digress. Sorry. Is there a time that coming in after gets to be disrespectful? Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting question. I think, I don't know that we've ever discussed that, but we rarely... I don't know if we've ever really needed to. We never needed to. I mean, we always told each other where we were going, or Mm -hmm. like, and if we were... Well, and after we got saved, most of the things we were doing, we were going to church Mm -hmm. for, so it wasn't like we were going to hang out in a bar or anything, but... Um, and usually when we were out really late at night, it was be- we were both together. Yeah, we were both together. Yeah. But we always like it. Um, well, I Wayne's better at it than I am because sometimes he does worry about me because I forget to to call him. Now that there's texting, since the advent of texting, it's been a lot better. But if I know if I'm out and I'm going to be late, I try to text Wayne and let him know that you know my meeting's running later than... I thought, and, you know, I'll be an hour later, whenever I leave to go home, I text him just to let him know I'm on my way. He does the same for me. And that's, that's just so we know where we are. Mm -hmm. So like if something, you know, would happen or if he doesn't show up for two hours later or whatever, we have an idea of of where they are. So it's more like a safety thing, not a, not a, that we have to, uh, have to be on top of each other. So there's. We're coming to the end of our time. There's a few more questions on this list. Uh, number seven is how much time is too much time with your with your boys, girls? So that's a lot. One of the things that causes lots of arguments and, and cause marriage communication to break down is when your spouse spends too much time with his or her squad. Well, what's too much time? And what if they still spend appropriate time with you as well? Is it still an issue? Number eight is, can you still go out of town without your spouse? Should you be going on a girl's guy's trip without your spouse? Should you be going to social events out of town without your wife or husband by your side? Some say for sure, while others don't like it. What do you think? That's definitely one for discussion. This one is can be an interesting topic. How much, and we're keeping this G-rated, how much intimacy should be expected? 
So when you look at the article, you see they use a different word than intimacy. Some people say if you get married, intimacy should be on the table anytime, while others say it's unreasonable to expect intimacy numerous times during a week because of work, kids, responsibilities, and just being tired. How come frequency of intimacy seems to be such a big issue? Mm, I think that depends on the person, so mm -hmm. discuss that. 10. Is it okay to have a work wife or work husband, or is it out of bounds? Is this kosher or just off limits? And that's, I think that's one where you have to define what a work wife or a work husband is. I have somebody I work really closely with in another agency for my job. He is the head of, of his organization. I'm the director of the, of the department where I'm at. We work together in a grant and it's like and we call each other our work wife and work husband mainly because we have lunch four times a year just to complain to each other vent to each other about stuff that's going on and then we call it a day but but i've met his wife i think you knew you haven't met him yet and actually he and i are planning a time for the four of us to have mm -hmm. dinner together so that you that the everybody meets everybody else but it we kind of it's just a joke but i think some people have more um spend more time together than what I do with this individual. And number 11 is how much about marital issues should you share with family or friends? Some people think it's okay to vent to parents, siblings, or friends about strife going on in the marriage, while others say everything that happens in the marriage should stay between the husband and wife only. This one causes all kinds of arguments. So what's the answer? So these are great topics that, and difficult topics, mm -hmm. I think, um, that, should be on the table for discussion with your spouse or your um, fiance or significant other. And uh, like I said, I will post this in the description. So we're a little over time now, so we mm -hmm. need to sign off. So until next week, we pray that your marriage and relationships will be richly blessed. God bless. Bye now. Bye.